Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Well, I'm still wearing my red, white, and blue because I'm still feeling festive and patriotic. Happy holidays, everybody. Welcome back. Nuanas Now, live from the ESPN MT studios here uh, at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. I'm Coulter Nuanas. Thanks so much for joining us here on your Thursday. Felt like I haven't talked to you in a long time. We've been off since last Friday, so took Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday off. Uh, enjoyed myself a great time away. Played some golf. You know, uh, organize the house, the things that you do. But I also saw a stellar concert on 4th of July, and uh, we'll get to that a little bit later on in the second hour. But certainly a really fun weekend. Hopefully you had great time uh, away, or at least you got away. And uh, we're at the height of summer. It's crazy, crazy how busy and fast things go. We kicked off a, a renewal of a relatively new summer series here on ESPN Radio last week. It's our Where Are They Now series featuring uh, our co-host, Chris Redpath, our Big Sky Conference women's basketball lead analyst, and uh, proud to be presented all summer, the Where Are They Now series, by Ryan and Miller Lai, your Montana attorneys. Uh, we have a, a fun episode for you today. Gene McNulty, King in studio with us uh, live on the radio and on the television. So appreciate her uh, for swinging in. So we'll get all caught up with her. We'll talk some Big Sky Conference women's hoops. Uh, hour number two, we have Carolyn, the chicken doesn't know sports, swinging by, and we also... I have our latest installment of Diamond Time. The Missoula Paddleheads closing in on the first half title in the Pioneer League. If they are to secure it, they'll be five straight. They play by halves, right? They'll have won the title five halves in a row. That would be a Pioneer League record. So uh, Jeff Safford will give us an update. We also have an excerpt from his latest Inside the Dugout podcast. And uh, we're going to have a whole bunch of fun as well. NBA free agency opens today, so we'll have tons of NBA tomorrow. Rajim Seabrook will be in studio with us to break that down. We also have some NFL conversation coming up uh, tomorrow as well. And uh, then back to your regularly scheduled programming uh, next week, a full week here uh, at Nuanas Now. Thanks for coming. Uh, good to see you. Good to meet you. Um, Gene McNulty King in studio. We'll just start with the here and now. Give people the update. Where are you living at these days and what's been going on? Thank you. I am actually in Coeur d'Alene. 
Hayden, a little bit north of Kirkland. I was just in Hayden a couple weekends ago. Love Hayden. Nice, yeah. Great, great place. We've we've tried to get back there. We lived there on and off for years, summered there for years, and finally got back there about five years ago full time. So love it. Well, I must uh, give the proper introduction. Gene McNulty King, uh, in the current iteration, a very successful sports agent, but also a uh, all-time great Lady Grizz and will be inducted into the Montana Athletics Hall of Fame uh, this upcoming fall. So very exciting news for her and joins a great lineage of uh, all-time great Lady Grizz that have gone into the Hall of Fame. I think the eighth overall Lady Grizz to get inducted. So congratulations. What did you think? I mean, that must be a humbling moment when you get the call, say you're going in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, it was it was amazing. So um, I, I saw, I, I talked to Kent every once in a while for some Lady Grizz stuff that we're, we're doing, raising money for locker room, et cetera. And so when the call came, I was either like, oh, what did I do now? Or uh, it just didn't even dawn on me because I thought it was early for that. And he was just awesome. And he said, hey, congratulations. I didn't have words. I mean, I So I deserving. Thank you. I um I cried. I was ecstatic. I I you know you want to reach out and tell people, and then they posted it, and I'm like, well, I don't want to post that because that looks arrogant. But sure. you know, will somebody just tag me so I'm not the one posting <laughs> totally. it? And look like a um, and it did not not to be emotional, but I had just returned from my mom's funeral, and I was like, oh, I wish I wish mom, I wish I could have told her. Totally, but she knows. She they're up there. They're so. both your parents. Are. Yeah, shining down. <laughs> well, very sure. cool. We'll get into all of the things that went into the makings of a Hall of Fame uh, career at the University of Montana. But fill people in uh, just on now. I mean, you're living in Coeur d'Alene, but you've been working as a sports agent for quite some time. Yeah. So um, I think you guys know Greta. <laughs> Greta was on your show. Yeah, Greta Kospieler. She was in studio, I guess, last summer during this series. Yeah. So, um, gosh, out of college, I went and played professionally for a year, and then I was a pharmaceutical rep for ten years. Uh, WNBA started. And Greta actually went down to uh, Salt Lake to the Utah Stars and was a practice player, if you will, a, a developmental player, they called them. So I think they had 11 on the roster, the two developmental players. And by the end of the season, she was starting, uh, which doesn't surprise any of us. Just amazing. I actually went down to one of her games, and I loved it. She was player of the game. She had 14 points. They thought I was her sister, so they let me in the <laughs> locker room, which was awesome. I just played that part. Perfect. Um, but anyway, after that, the following year, I just kept saying, Greta, have you called them? Have you called them? Have you asked about your contract? And she's just like, oh, no. And finally, about the 10th time, she said, well, will you call them for me? I said, okay. So I called them, and I said, hey, I want to talk to you about Greta's contract. They said, are you her agent? And I Yes, I am. <laughs> so sure thing. <laughs> that, that, honest to God, is where my agency began. And here we are, some 25 are years 20s, later, yep. and you've still been doing it. I remember you sketching out on a napkin in the depot deck what you wanted to call your business. Oh. And so I think we still have, you probably have that napkin still. I probably do. In it fact, my, 1998, I think, or yeah, right around there. Yeah, right then, 70, 97, 98. My husband's a physician, and he came up with... 2X Inc. So 2X Incorporated, and people are like 2XL, two like really big, two and like. But it, and and I make people guess what it is because I only represent females. And once they do guess, 2X chromosomes, and they never forget what the name means. So it's pretty, pretty creative. Well, very cool, uh, very creative. Our uh, where are they now series featuring this week, uh, Gene McNulty King, a upcoming inductee into the Montana Athletics. Hall of Fame and uh, a former Big Sky MVP for the Lady Grizz uh, in the late 1990s, right during uh, the transition from uh, the Mountain West into the Big Sky Conference. We'll get to that here in just a little while. Our Where Are They Now series featuring uh, our co-host, Chris Redpath, our uh, Big Sky Conference lead uh, women's basketball analyst here uh, at ESPN Radio. It's presented uh, all summer long by Ryan and Miller Law. Ryan and Miller Law, your Montana attorneys 
uh, both Paul Ryan and Angie Miller kind enough to come into studio last week. And uh, so we caught up with them a little bit. Uh, here's just what Paul has to say just about uh, the firm and, and just living in Missoula. Tell us about Angie. Yeah. What, what makes you believe in this uh, this young and up-and-coming yeah. lawyer? You know, Angie is, is a very unique individual, and she's an incredibly talented attorney in a really short time. But it, it all comes from work ethic. And I remember meeting Angie. She came to work with me before she'd even started law school and was willing to do anything. And, and, uh, and she's a hard worker. And that's hard to find, it seems like, today. And I really like her background. I never have looked at her grades or anything, which are, she's top of the class at law school. But she came from a, um, a cattle ranch. And that tells me so much about someone. Anytime I meet someone, Montana or otherwise, that's been a hard worker and learned how to, to grind it and, and knows how to get dirty and, and get the job done kind of thing, that's where it starts with her. Um, so she's incredibly hardworking. She's incredibly intelligent. She's very personable, and she's tenacious. I mean, she's just a, a someone that if, if I was going to hire an attorney, that's who I'd go to, me personally, because she's a fighter, and she is committed to helping her clients like probably no one I've seen. And I've been doing this for 30 years. She's just, and it was an easy transition to say, I want you to be a part of not only my office, which I, you know, I don't take lightly, but also someone that's going to transition not only into partnership, but eventually run and own the firm. So it's, it's, it's really a blessing for me to have someone with her talent, overall talent, as well as just more importantly, probably being a really, really good. So I'm really happy and proud of to have her on our staff and, and part of the, our important team. So. Paul Ryan, Angie Miller, uh, partners in law, specializing in personal injury and criminal defense. They'll handle your cases all across the state of Montana. They have focus in specific areas of law to ensure their clients get the best representation possible. They have a 24-7 call line. You can call them at any time. All legal advice is free. Ryan and Miller Law, your Montana attorneys. Gene McNulty King, excuse me, in studio with us, uh, former Lady Grizz. All-time great. I just want to ask both of you, because, Krista, you played for the Lady Grizz as well, and uh, you played professionally for a little while, and that's sort of how your guys' relationship started. So uh, just tell that story. Oh, it started long before that. Sure. Because I looked up to Gina Tan, and I actually have her autograph um, still to this day from when I was a young girl just waiting for those autographs after games just kind of that 12 year old i mean i'm she's so much older than me yeah <laughs> i don't know I, i'm pretty impressed that you took 10 years off me though so <laughs> you said late 90s boom like, gotta, gotta love it i always knew that i wanted to play professional basketball but i went through two acl tears late in my career and gene you know i played my senior season we came back and won the big sky but my stats weren't amazing that year just coming back into the mix and she found the right fit for me over in denmark and i had an exceptional year growth beyond measure over there, just personally, professionally. Um, the basketball was, was good, but the relationships that I made. And you Gene, still have those relationships. Oh, I do. I yeah. do. I was just messaging with a friend today over in Denmark. Yeah. Um, but I think you just knew what I needed. And that's what you do for all of your players. And I know that you've represented over about 25 Lady Grizz now since then. Yeah, I think so. Um, but I am interested to hear your opinion, Jean, because I know you had part of what really motivated you was not a great experience your first time professionally right. and then you ended up having a, a good experience in Australia but the difference was an agent yeah for sure So talk about getting to know your players and what that entails right so I went to Spain and that was again it wasn't like it is now I mean there might have been five agents and that some of those are still out there and still successful but that there was a couple I mean I got a phone call I said yeah and I was leaving in a week I got there um 
they took my ticket, took my passport. I lived in a place with no heat, no no hot water. Wow. Um, I had at night. You practice at night because everyone else, you're the professional, but everyone else has jobs. Even the coaches have real jobs. So you practice sure. at night. I had to walk home because I didn't have a car. Uh, it was in Basque Country. Back then, there were car bombings. I can't believe my dad let me go. <laughs> I, mean, totally, yeah. I don't think my dad wanted to let me go either. Though. Yeah. So that must yeah. be a... But yes, you were and in so, it. So I would walk walk home, I'd get in, and I'd go and I'd talk to him, and they'd say, no, my problemo. I mean, that's it. That's all I would get. And I mean, I had to, I got on the phone and pretended I was talking to me. So that's what I tell these kids now. You don't, don't complain now. We, right. didn't, we didn't have internet. I had to call my dad on a payphone in the little bar below our. <laughs> it was Amazing. Just, there was no FaceTime. There's no talk about homesick. Um, but it was it was an agent. I talked my way home, and I was never leaving again. And in a couple months, I went to Australia with a different agent. I had a phenomenal experience. As an agent, it gives me really really good insight to, you know, what the girls need when they're there. And you know, so your washer's broken, big deal. Well, over there, it is a big deal. Right. So. It's, it's just important to be there for the girls when they need you. How has have you seen it all evolve? Because uh, women's basketball itself has grown so much, and it's just so popular, especially on the international level. How has just your job changed over the years? Yeah, so um, it's funny because if I look at like what I made in Spain that first year and what girls coming out are making now their first year. Wow. It's the same. So that's super weird to me that it's it, it doesn't. And some of them, you know, they're lower. They're just, but you have to understand that a lot of these teams, it's, it's just sponsorships or it's, you know, people just giving money or Greece. It's the government giving money. So Greece is always late paying, but it's because the government's late giving the money. And um, so, so the money part hasn't really much. The athletes have evolved a lot, um, but you see that in the college game now too. There's just, there's no, um, they, they don't have that sense of commitment or and i'm not saying all of them but i mean things aren't going right you just leave and that's right. hard as an agent right. because if you don't get them the perfect job then they just go to a different agent or you do get them a perfect job and all the agents attack them overseas and promise them better and they jump so there's that commitment just that isn't there anymore do you find that a lot of your players also found second jobs over there i know i taught at an international mm -hmm. school which was great i know mackenzie johnston's going to school, going to school. yep um, it just seems like there's so much more to experience when yep. you're in another country. Yeah, I tell the girls, do not sit in your room on, on your computer. For sure. Go eat the food, learn the language, learn the culture. And we do. The, the biggest job they can get is like coaching, you know, coaching, doing individual workouts and stuff because visa issues, you, you can't just go get another job. But it has to be related. That's what's so cool to me about this experience for young ladies because it is partially about basketball and that's what provides you the opportunity, but you get this whole right. chance to go live in a foreign country and learn all of these different things about the culture for free, <laughs> yeah. which is get amazing. Paid for it. Right. Get I mean, most of us would love to get done with college and just go travel around Europe for a little while and getting to do it as a lifestyle is a pretty cool opportunity. You've probably seen so much growth out of your the players you've represented. Oh, absolutely. No question. And you know, like I I've just gotten really big in Australia for the NBL one season. I've got like 14 girls playing there right now. Wow. That's just a that's just a dream job. It's just a paid vacation. They practice twice a week. They live on the beach. <laughs> like, Kristen, you want to go play? Yeah, hey, let's do it. Every time they, they call me for a player, I'm like, am I too old? <laughs> Gene I could stand under the basket. <laughs> Gene McNulty King in studio. It's our Where Are They Now series, featuring some great uh, basketball players from around the Big Sky Conference, a heavy emphasis uh, from here in the state of Montana. We'll have uh, both women's and men's basketball players during this series. Chris Redpath joining me. Uh, Coulter Nuanas here on ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television and the uh, the ESPN MT app. So you mentioned that uh, 
We know you went to high school in Whitehall, but you actually mentioned you grew up in Stevensville, just down the road from Missoula. So how old were you when you moved to Whitehall? I was in eighth grade. That's a hard time to move. Kicking. I bet. <laughs> still haven't. I mean, I love parts about Whitehall, but I still haven't forgiven my dad. Thanks, Dad. Yeah, for sure. Well, but then you got to Whitehall. You had such an outstanding athletic career. I mean, what do you remember about those times? What was it like uh, trying to transition to a new town, a small town like Whitehall? Yeah, you know, there was there was a lot to deal with. Um, I came in as an eighth grader and, um, you know, played that year. But there were rumors that I would be playing varsity as an eighth grader, which you can't even do. Um, so a lot of the girls immediately didn't like me. Um, I fit in really well with the guys because I actually played baseball. <laughs> I played baseball until my junior year. My dad, wow. my dad made me quit um, because they started traveling overnight. True story. There, it's Legion at that point, and the Legion bus the year before I would have been in Legion passed my dad on the highway, and my dad got mooned by one of the guys. Didn't know it was my dad. <laughs> oh my gosh! That was the end of my baseball career. <laughs> that is awesome. God's, God's truth. But I was a, I was pitcher in first base. And it was a blessing because at that age, at 16, boys become men, and I would not have been able to compete. So I didn't have to go out because I sucked. I was able to go out because my dad was mean. <laughs> but then that opened up the opportunities in track, too. Well, right? Javelin. That I mean, has to have helped your javelin career. Yeah, javelin was interesting. I was horrible. And I was a sprinter and hurdler in high school, and I kept tearing my hamstrings, so I had to go to the field events. Well, and high jumper. Um, so that, I tried javelin. I was horrible. I was like, yeah, I'm a sidearm. Um, but when I got to college, just Russ Francis, I don't know if you know that name. I've he heard the name, certainly. 49er. He was a phenomenal mm -hmm. job. He was Hawaiian. Mm -hmm. He came out to the field one day and changed my approach. And I went from like 120 to 160 in, in an approach. Wow. So it's just, there's so much technique. I mean, in a Big Sky Conference champion in Javelin, in addition to your Lady Grizz career. That's pretty stellar. Yeah, pretty impressive. Um, there's no competition that year. What did your folks What did your folks do growing up, and what was the move about? Was that work related? Yeah, so my dad was a real estate developer, mm -hmm. um, but he was a pilot, and they both grew up in Butte. Oh, okay. And his dream was to own a sky park, if you know what that is. Mm -hmm. So it's a fly-in, and there was a perfect little piece of property in Whitehall. So he built an airstrip, and instead of a garage, we had a hangar. Wow. So that he, his dream came true. Well, everybody that grows up in a small, I shouldn't say everybody, but most people that grow up in small towns in Montana, there's a distinct influence that the place you come from has on you. Whitehall's just sort of a ranch in town, a working class town. So what influence did it have on you? Um, it's windy. I, <laughs> Certainly I hate, windy. I hate wind. <laughs> um, no, just you know, good people. You know, some of my best friends, you know, and like my mom would always say, uh, well, if you didn't move to Whitehall, you would never be friends with Shara. And I said, good point. My best friend. So, you know, it's it's good. No, I I loved it. It was just really hard leaving Stevensville. My whole family is still there. So Totally. I think it's pretty impressive, Gene, that you had such an incredible high school like career in everything that you seem to do. It just seems like you excelled in... Um, can you talk a little bit about the relationship with your brothers? Because you grew up in a house of boys, right. five brothers to be exact. Um, what was that like in your house? Um, it, it was interesting. So I, the, the story, and it's not a story, it's God's truth. I, they kept trying until they got what they wanted. It took six tries. <laughs> um, my dad, I don't know if I can say this. I'm going to try. You can. Give it a try. Dad said that if he knew what it took to be an athlete, he'd cut the... <laughs> of all the boys. But anyway, sorry, guys. <laughs> That's Amazing. True. I said that at his funeral, too. Do, so. do, you, do you think, though, that having older brothers, did that influence your athletic? Absolutely. I mean, just competing no, all the time? Absolutely. I would. I, I 
like it was yesterday, remember them out playing basketball and me crying because they wouldn't let me play and dad come out and make them let me play. Johnny, my the, the youngest boy, but the next, he was a pitcher as well. And I would sit against the house and I'd have to catch for him for an hour to where my hand I couldn't even, and then it'd be my turn to pitch, and I'd get like five pitches, and then I'd have to go back and catch again. But no, absolutely made me tough, made me, we have a streak of competitiveness in our family that just, I mean, I, I don't care what I do. If I've never done it before, I'm really unhappy if I lose. <laughs> the translation to great uh, athletic accomplishments. It's our Where Are They Now series here on Nuanas Now. Gene McNulty-King in studio with us, former Big Sky Conference MVP for the uh, Montana Lady Grizz. Um, when did you decide that basketball was the one you wanted to pursue at the, at the highest level? Oh, very early on, I think. Basketball is just, it's just such a phenomenal sport. Um, it tracks great, but it's so individual, and I just, I love the team concept of basketball, and what you can learn from that goes so far beyond the court. That that's, I, I just love, I love the sport, and that I am able now to give back to something that made me who I am is pretty cool. There is such a... a and a mystique to track because of the individual nature, right? I mean, you can just compete with yourself. I think we see that, especially with females that just, they, they love that element of it. What about the team aspect though? You talked, that was the differentiator for basketball, right? What about the team aspect kind of drew you to the sport? Oh gosh, just, just the, the family aspect, just the, you know, you can't just do it on your own. And, you know, we've seen that all of us growing up and just watching the Michael Jordan days, right? Until he had a team and win. And so it's just, everybody has their role. You know, whether it's you're on the bench, which that sucked my freshman year. I mean, motivating I, probably, but very motivating. I didn't, there wasn't a transfer portal and I wouldn't have jumped in it if there was, hint, hint. <laughs> <laughs> I'd work my way up, I could earn it. Um, but yeah, I, I just love, I love that, that you get to celebrate together and win together and lose together and grow together. Were you a big time Lady Grizz fan growing up in Stevensville? A bit. Um, not as much as, as I, did you have anyone that you really looked up? I mean, I could talk about you and the Lady Grizz that I looked up to being in the mid-90s. It was really coming on strong. Yeah. But is there any players that you looked up to? You know, when I went to camp, I mean, I'll never forget Kathy St. John or Julie Ekman. I think Kathy St. John, I just freaking loved her name. <laughs> it's just it's such a cool name, but great players. And uh, but I just and, and of course, AK and all those those guys. But it wasn't that big. It was just starting. That's how old I am. So... Do you remember when the Lady Grizz first started recruiting you? Yeah. Um, I camp my freshman or sophomore year, they basically started, and then they offered me, I think, my maybe my junior year at camp I got the offer. And that was – I knew. I played the game a little bit. I went on some visits. I always knew I'd play for Rob in Montana. Did you get recruited other places? Mm-hmm. So uh, what set Montana apart? Rob in Montana. Yeah, right. I don't even think there was anything outside of that. For, at least for me. Yeah. I mean, there was getting it recruited outside, but as soon as you heard Robin Selvig or Montana, that was it. Yeah. It was like, you could, for me, it's two and a half hours down the road and I get to play in front of a huge crowd. Yep. And Phenomenal coach. What, what did you think of the Lady Grizz when you first joined them? I mean, had, had you, I, I, I said, you kind of followed them when you were growing up in Stevensville, but what, what was the experience like just be going from small Montana high school to then boom, here you are Division One? Yeah, it was, it was a transition. So I, I had a, pretty uh my relationship with my high school coach wasn't awesome my last year because i knew what i was going on to do and i also knew i'm a six foot 140 pound i'm not a, i'm not going to be a five right but he just stuck me in the post and we're beating people by 30 and 40 points and i'm like coach please can i can you teach me can i go out and play the wing and he wouldn't let me 
So I came here without a skill aside from a turnaround jump shot. And, I, and so it, it was a big year of learning and, and developing. Turnaround jump shot worked pretty good, though. I mean, that was kind of like your specialty, right? Well, it took a year to convince Rob. But, <laughs> but he's the one who said that. He says right here, Jean faded a little and had a great extension, and she got off the floor. It was like nothing he's seen. I mean, he really was so impressed. And it's interesting how you do come to campus, though, and he does take what you had that he recruited, and he makes you better. Right. And I didn't have a jump hook when I first got here. And it's like, look, you're going to get blocked every time, Krista. You better develop a jump hook. But, I mean, it's amazing yeah. how he can put you in that position. Instead of just put you in a box and say, you're this position, you have to do this. He works with you and taught you and, and took your skill and developed them even more. More on uh, Lady Grizz's career of Jean McNulty King here on our Where Are They Now series. It's presented by Ryan and Miller Law, co-hosted all summer long by our uh, Big Sky Conference women's basketball lead analyst, Krista Redpath. Ryan and Miller, they truly care about their clients and their community. It's important to their firm that they can help local Montanans and surrounding communities. Every year, Ryan and Miller finds ways to give back to the community, and they really support the city of Missoula and all around western Montana. They give to hundreds of organizations. I know, Krista, they've done their uh, sort of car seat initiative in the past where they, they give car seats away to people in need. So uh, I, I just love how community-oriented they are. They really are, and they also do the backpack program where they give backpacks out before school. I think Paul has always been um, a community leader and that he wants to give back, and Angie Miller just right alongside of him, and they do just so many things for our community. We've asked everybody this, but we're going to keep asking. Favorite Robisms would, as we continue to laugh about Coach Selvig and all of his hilariousness, plus other Lady Grizz stories next. Keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. When it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice. And that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, we handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days. And that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Nuwana's Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. I'm Coulter Nuanas. Hope you're having a great Thursday. Short week for us, but back to our uh, normally scheduled programming next week. Full week of Nuanas now coming at you. Uh, we won't have any senior spotlights this week just because we have just these two shows coming up. But we're going to have several next week. So look forward to that as we continue to highlight some of the best 
and female high school athletes from the state of Montana this last year. Really impressive group of seniors. Can't believe it. I mean, you got kids going to Columbia and Princeton, and I mean, and this is not just for their athletic prowess. That's the thing. If you're going to the Ivy League to compete in sports, you also have to be accepted into the Ivy League schools. So that means you are doing great academically as well. Uh, just so impressed by these young people. So I love sharing these interviews. So more uh, senior spotlight coming up uh, later on next week and throughout the rest of the summer as well. Our uh, renewal of a fun series, our Where Are They Now series, with our Big Sky Conference women's basketball lead analyst, Krista Redpath, co-hosting each week, features this week in studio, Jean McNulty-King, telling uh, Lady Grizz stories, sharing some Lady Grizz memories. Jean grew up in Stevensville and then uh, prepped at Whitehall and then played for the Lady Grizz uh, in the late 1980s, a Big Sky Conference MVP for uh, Montana. I want to ask you about that part, Jean. Um what was your perspective, if any, at all, on when the Lady Grizz transitioned into the big sky? You know, I was young. Um, I think we talked about that. That was in my redshirt year. Right. So I didn't really notice much of a difference. I sure. Mean, it was a lot of West. the same teams same came, teams. too. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, it was just kind of, it, it meant nothing to us, to be honest. Yeah. It means more now, as we yeah. look back. Right. But at the time, it was just a transition. Well, yeah. And, and it, there had been, women's basketball was, was sort of, not necessarily in its infancy, but sort of in its like second generation at that point. And, but there had been multiple iterations for Lady Grizz already. I mean, I think that was the third or fourth conference they had been in just since, you know, adding basketball uh, during the early 1970s. So um, do, do you remember just the level of competition back then? Though? I mean, what did you think oh. of just the big sky in general? Yeah, I mean, I thought it was it was tough. I mean, I remember the, the Twin Towers that was out of Idaho. I remember uh, Montana State's uh, Elena, Elena Bauer. Um, Eastern had. Eastern had. Players. Yeah, I mean there was there was some tough tough teams. Boise State was rolling back then. Yeah, uh, we played them a couple times. They they weren't because they hadn't officially joined the big. Sky. I think they I, were I, a little I, bit later. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. And, and yeah. easier. Well, because right. they like left and then came back in non football and yeah, yeah, very confusing. You know, it's funny to, to to divert for a minute and the other day and just about how how far. Lady Grizz have gone in the tournament, and how many times we've made it to the second round, and et cetera, et cetera. And I didn't even realize back, like when when we played Stanford, that that there was only, I mean, what forty eight or forty or I mean, there weren't very many teams that went to the tournament. So thinking that we should get more than an automatic bid, like my sophomore year, we lost one game, right? And then we freaking lost to Eastern. We were up twenty at half, and just everything went wrong. And we lose, That's and we don't one. get. I read that summary this morning. Oh, so, so we had to go to Amarillo, Texas, to the NIT, and the NIT was different then. It was just an eight-team tournament. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there was like thirty-eight or forty teams, and then forty-eight, and then you know, before I don't think it was sixty-four till maybe my junior senior year. I didn't realize that. I, didn't, I never. I mean, when you're playing, you don't. None of that really matters. You just play. As somebody that's worked in basketball ever since then, too, as a, as a sports agent, what do you think have been the main factors that have helped the game grow? Oh, just the, you know, the talent is as much as we want to say, you know, we were good back then. It's it's different. They're bigger and stronger and faster, and um, there's so much focus on the weight room and and off season. I mean, we didn't do a lot off season, but I mean, I, poor Annette, Annette would walk in the weight room, and I was hell bent against lifting because when I came in, they want to put twenty pounds on me. I'm like, it's not happening. There's life after basketball. <laughs> and so Annette would walk in, and I'd be sitting on the – and she'd walk in, and I'd start doing a leg lift. You know, I just never lifted. And looking back, oh, my gosh, I wish I would have lifted because it's not just about building bulk. It's strength and all of that, endurance. I will say, Coulter, I feel that we were so competitive. And I'm 
lumping myself in with Jean, but I do feel like we would have been fine. Like we are so driven and competitive well, yes, that's and the difference. team oriented. Yep. And team. it was just all about that. Mm-hmm. And we were ruthless and relentless and we'd stepped on the court and knew we were going to win. So I know that maybe we weren't the biggest and strongest, but I do oh, think I, that lady girls are probably going to hate me from here on out, but you take our team against their team now. And it's, it, it, I'm sorry, it's super competitive, but we win. No, for sure. Well, I'm one of the the only Lady Grizz teams to lose to Deja Vu, the alumni. <laughs> right. Okay, my senior season, we ended up going of, to the NCAA, the Big Sky, and sure. one of our only five losses of the year came from Deja Vu. They had a couple pros on that team, to be fair. Uh, that's Rob of, didn't even talk to us after. That was, that's one of Rob's all-time great stories. Yeah, the, uh, that was fun. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love it. Jim McNulty King in studio with us. It's our Where Are They Now series, co-hosted uh, by Crystal Redpath. And proudly uh, brought to you all summer long, Miller, your Montana attorneys at Ryan and Miller. With over 30 years of experience, the firm approaches every case like it's going to trial from day one. This ensures they're always prepared and ready to press forward on each and every case to get the clients the justice they deserve. Best way to reach them by phone, 406-542-2233. That's 542-2233. And they're available 24-7 on that phone line. They have an answering service, so you'll always have a live person to talk to. Thanks to Paul Ryan and Angie Miller for the continued support of us here at ESPN Radio. The... The, the ball was really rolling by the time you joined the Lady Grizz and then with your subsequent rise on the Lady Grizz. So what was the, the key factors to how much success Montana was having at that time? I mean, like you mentioned, you only lost one game your sophomore year. Pretty yeah. darn good run. Well, Rob just was an amazing recruiter. Um, yeah. But then, like, like Krista said, when, when he got the girls in, he made them so much better. It wasn't just let's go on the talent we have. Let's grow together. And he really instilled in us team. You know, and defense, 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 defense was just his, you know, it's all he ever preached that defense turns to offense. I'm like, I know, but if you don't score, you win. Well, in roles. But, he was yeah, really good really at putting good. players in roles, and I think he put you in a phenomenal position, and you did the work because you scored. I mean, I look at how you averaged, you know, under two points your freshman year, 9.1, 13.7, 20.4, your senior season, you just exploded. Shot a lot. Well, I, mean, I always say I never met a shot I didn't like, but I think this, I know you feel the same, um, but you made a lot of those. Get them, but you put them in. The, the, the development part is, is so interesting to me, too, though, because you, you sort of talked about how you were sort of lumped in as this post player in high school just because you were taller than everybody else, and then you come in and have to learn a whole different uh, way of playing. But that's sort of the story of... All of Coach Selvig's 38 years, right? Positionless basketball. He's taken so many gals from small town right. Montana and made them into great players. Completely different position than what they play in high school. No, I guarantee watching me play in high school, he didn't look at me and say she's going to come and play the post. You know, I was a four, but not a... Sure. You know, yeah, so uh, he's he's amazing. Is there any moment or game that really stands out, Gene, that you want to talk about? I mean, there's so many. I look at you, your individual accolades just spill off the page. So we could sit here and just talk about every award um, on the air. But you had a lot of success. You won a lot of NCAA games, actually. Um, you went to the second round three times. Yeah. The, so, um, the, the game at Reno, kind of, that was my first big breakout. Maybe, I don't know. I think I had 30-some points. Um, I was sick the night before we went to Tony Rama's ribs. I was up throwing up all night. Uh, no. Sorry, Tony Rama. <laughs> Did that still exist? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They're not I, listening. Well, maybe had, they are. All I had was Gatorade prior to the game, and Rob wasn't going to play me, and I'm like, I'm playing. And I could I, I could 
thrown it out. I think I made a half court shot. I made it. It was just, it was just one of those games where you're in a zone and it doesn't matter. Yeah. That was fun. Um, I'll never Isn't it strange how sometimes like physical adversity actually spurs on those yeah. moments of flow? Right. I think Jordan had one of those. Uh, a flu game for sure. But he, I don't think it was the flu. Mine, yeah, right, mine, right. <laughs> mine really was food right. poisoning. The corporate sponsors made sure people thought it was the flu exactly. and Michael Jordan had it. But in, in reality, is probably a little something else. Maybe yeah. a little Atlantic City casino. Yeah, the who knows? came out. Um, also, I'll never forget. I think it was Nebraska. And we were in a position to win. And... I got a, a full court, I think Shannon, or I don't know who threw a full court pass. It was just out of my reach. And I just got it with my fingertips to bring it back to make a layup. Bounced off my foot and out of bounds, and we lost. That's cool. <laughs> it's amazing. It is so amazing, the psychology of it all, too, right? Like, we had the Keller sisters on last week, and they, mm-hmm. they were saying some of the most defining moments, though, are the ones where you just came up short because you could just remember everything yeah. from that. That's your competitive nature, though, yeah. right? The Hawaii game, I, I can remember every single play. Right. I mean, we shut down their All-American player. And some stupid little guard just decides to have the game of her life and has, you know, couldn't stop her and five points. What a game, though. 8,407 fans. I mean, that was another thing that you played in front of such an incredible crowd, many crowds at Dahlberg Arena. Talk about that. Fans are the best. That's that's one of the, again, that's a draw. That's why you come to Montana. No, for sure. We go play on the road and there's 100 people and you're like, how do you play? And granted, you play for the sport and the love of the game and you play for the competitor, but you play for the fans. You play for just that environment, that electricity. And it's Montana. It's even even now when there's not, I mean, it's coming back. It's coming back for sure. But um, it's just a different place. It's one of very few. When Rob was on the road coaching and there would be no fans in those arenas, you'd cringe listening to the radio because you could hear everything he was saying. I just you could say hear you a pin cringe drop. listening to Rob, yeah, <laughs> throwing his And jacket. that might be a good segue into some Robisms. <laughs> We've all used lots of – we have lots of Robisms. Culture, you know Oh, this. of course. I and mean, so Coach Selvig is one of I, the most inten- like unintentionally funny people I've ever met. We yeah. have to Him have – Him just being himself is hilarious. There's <laughs> nothing more fun to me, than, and I know, same to you, to go out and hang out with Rob – for as long as you can have him and just listen to his stories. He remembers everything. Everything. He's just... It's amazing. Yeah, he's... It's He's at fun, the center of it all. Yeah, it's amazing too. Growing up in Missoula, I I totally loved watching Coach Selvig's antics from the stands. But then when I got into media, when I was a you know nineteen year old kid, my first beat ever was covering the Lady Grizz for the Montana Kaiman. So then I got to sit courtside, <laughs> and so then you're like, you could really hear what he's saying, and you're just like, wow, this is amazing. The level of passion this guy has for coaching basketball is something else. I wish you could see though, from my freshman year to my senior year to now. I mean, he used to always wear a sport coat, and it would last right. about a quarter, and it'd be in the in the stands, <laughs> the towels in the stands. I mean, this with his, you know, spitting on the floor. Sorry, spit on the floor. <laughs> stomped on the floor. But he just didn't yet, cut us any slack ever. Oh, uh-huh. and I mean, he he'd tell you how it is, and you respected it, and you loved it, and you got better. Well, one thing that uh, Krista has shared at least a little bit with me, and and it's been so fun working together these last couple of years, is, is just how tight knit. This whole sort of sorority of Lady Grizz family has been. I know you've had a huge role in sort of keeping everybody together. So why is that part important to you? You know, it's just there's not many. I mean, how many can you say programs aside from, you know, Stanford and Connecticut? 38 years. So we all have that common person, that common dad, if you will. And you just see I saw some Lady Grizz in Walmart today and 
I mean, I, I said, I'm Jean, and they're like, yeah, I know. I'm like, well. Well, everyone I? knows you, Jean. You're very famous because you've yeah. organized every no. reunion. And also Robin's re- retirement party was incredible. And Jean has always been the leader and, and orchestrator. Um, I'm, I'm your wingman. <laughs> my wingman. But but it is. It's amazing family. And, and we want, once you, it's just, I got accused this year of giving preferential treatment to my athletes that are Lady Grizz. And I'm like, well, that's not true. But me, it, I, I mean, there's no the teams want players. They want the player they want. I mean, I, but anyway, it was funny. I, it was funny that a girl did that from Southern Utah. Gene McDulty King in studio with us here on Nuanas Now. It's our Where Are They Now series presented by Ryan and Miller Law. Chris Redpath hosting with me, Coulter Nuanas, uh, all summer long. I have another one coming up next week. So we'll let you know about that uh, a little later on. But you, you've obviously decided to to live a life of sports, basically. So... Uh, how much do you think your time here in Missoula sort of spurred that on, or I guess ignited that fire for you at a young age? Oh, no, no question it did. I, just, I Obviously, that's all I knew. I mean, you laugh nowadays. I, I would have been like, my teachers probably would have been taking me to get, <laughs> I shouldn't go there. <laughs> I never owned a doll. I never wore a dress. <laughs> sure. Okay. But I love sports, and I, I was an athlete. I was a tomboy, which it's okay to be a tomboy. Um, you grow up to be a normal girl, but... Um, <laughs> Anyway, uh, being here and having the experience I had and then going into being an agent, I had Rob. This this is another part that I don't think a lot of people know, but when I told Utah, yes, I'm Greta's agent, I'm like, oh, what, what the hell do what I do? Now, right. <laughs> and so I went to Rob and the Gary Blairs and the Bill Fenleys and the Doug Brunos, that old boys club, they all just pulled me in, put their arm around me, and I just learned as I went. And like I said, just to be able to still be in the sport, I don't think I could coach because I'd probably kill the kids, but being an agent and, and helping them down that path is just, it's awesome. You get to find like-minded people, right? Because mm-hmm. to make it to the next level, you have to be sort yeah. of very competitive, very much like you. No question. Yeah. Anything else for Jean before we well, let her so go? So Jean, we haven't really talked about your two boys that I know are your pride oh. and joy, but both of them attend TCU. Mm-hmm. Give us an update on Connor and Chandler. Well, Connor just got home last week with his 100-pound, nine-month-old puppy. <laughs> they drove up for three days, him and his little girlfriend. You're a grandma. I'm a grandma. Um, he will be a senior in business finance at TCU, but he ultimately just wants to coach. You have to get a degree. I'm like, why would you want to coach? But he wants to coach. Um, and that's I have a lot of contacts there, so it should be helpful. Um, and Chandler is a, just finished his freshman year at TCU, and he is 100% cowboy. Dad said, Dave says he's a all, all hat and no horse How's it go? That's, all, that's right all hat no horse all that's hat, right. no horse he's got three hats he's got wranglers he's got three <laughs> pair of boots i'm like and he's six three and he I'm, i'll say he wears it well connor wouldn't be cut dead in cowboy <laughs> boots so hilarious night and day but they're loving it down there and i'm loving having them home chandler's working fence right now the hard 15 stuff 15 hours a day yeah uh, and about 90 degrees so yep. definitely uh toughen you up a little bit uh, thanks so much for coming in. This was really uh, fun. You bet. Thank you. Appreciate Jean, it. Gene McNulty King, upcoming inductee into the Montana Athletics Hall of Fame, uh, on the one of eight Lady Grits to get inducted into the Montana Hall of Fame, a former Big Sky MVP. And uh, our latest subject on our Where Are They Now series, presented by Ryan and Miller Law, Chris Redpath, co-hosting with me, Coulter Nuanas, all summer long. We'll give you uh, an update on some broad talking points from around the Big Sky Conference in women's basketball. Right after this, keep it right here. Nuan is now ESPN Radio. At Jewelry Design Center, they can make anything you desire. We have 
branded jewelry that you'll see across the world and the country. And you have full access to our full manufacturing shop. You can look in the case. You don't have to start out designing something. You can see anything that we have in the case that customize it for your personal experience. Jewelry Design Center now open in Missoula at 2501 Brook Street across from the Montana Club. Jewelry Design Center, your jeweler for life. So my favorite 4th of July songs. I don't even know if it's about 4th of July, but it makes me think it is. Little Bruce Springsteen coming back here on your Thursday. Happy 4th of July. I know it's the 6th of July, but it's kind of like, it's weird having it on a Tuesday. So we're like kind of celebrating all week, even though we're back at work today. But thanks so much for tuning in to Nuanas Now. Also, thanks to Jean McNulty King for making so much time for us today. She's a former Lady Grizz and inductee into the Montana Hall of Fame, uh, Athletics Hall of Fame coming up here this upcoming fall. And, uh, an all-time great uh, Lady Grizz. I know uh, uh, this is part of our Where Are They Now series presented by Ryan and Miller, Krista Redpath in studio uh, with me, Coulter Nuanas. I know Gene had a lot of influence on you uh, as uh, when you were growing up in Montana, sort of following the Lady Grizz. Well, and also she's a really big Boston Celtics fan, so that Ooh. was immediately where we connected. Um, Larry Bird all the way, Kevin McHale, Robert Parrish, Dennis Johnson. I mean, the list goes on, Coulter. We know how <laughs> stellar they are. Are they going to win the championship next year? Boy, we have some identity issues. I, we could have a whole show on that. We definitely could. Uh, point guard issue. I hope, you know, I, I don't know what's going to happen I there. think it's an easy solution. Play, what do you think? Play Jason Tatum on the ball. That's what everybody in the NBA is doing. Put the ball in your best player's hands, then let Jalen Brown and Christos Porzingis pick and pop. We digress. We will okay. talk more Celtics soon because yes. uh, I actually think that these next two weeks in the NBA, this is why this is like the, the, the plus and minus of the NBA, right? It is the most interesting offseason in all of sports, period, because there's just wild speculation and everybody's trying to go everywhere. Nobody wants to stay where they're at. The money's crazy. The, the double-edged sword, though, is that right now in the NBA is actually way more interesting than January in the NBA. So <laughs> maybe, maybe they need to work on that a little bit. Uh, as part of our Where Are They Now series, we will be highlighting uh, various uh, – organizations from around Montana that are uh, giving back to the community, doing good things. It's our community spotlight this week presented by our good friends at vertical rays. Been great fun. Uh, getting to know Pete. He's become a good friend of ours, not only of the show, but just uh, on a personal level. And, uh, Pete Hamill, uh, the rep for Vertical Rays here in Western Montana. But I know you guys uh, used them last year. They help with fundraising efforts of all sorts. It doesn't have to just be high school sports, so remember that. But high priority on high school sports. I know you guys worked with them last year during football. Well, we did. They, they did a great job. Pete did a fabulous job for Hellgate football. But he also ran a fundraiser for my son, who is going to the Quiz Bowl World Championship Super over cool. in Rome. So he does digress from just athletics and has a great online platform. I mean, online fundraisers have exploded in popularity everywhere. Um, however, I feel like the difference between Vertical Rays and other platforms is their effectiveness. Um, they have, they're the premier online donation platform that utilizes email, text messaging, and social media to exponentially um, promote the organization and reach the audience. And I think that that's something that uh, Vertical Rays does a lot better um, and has just really put themselves on the map. I do think Pete Hamill also needs to be recognized because he's really making a point to personally get involved with the organizations. For sure. And, I mean, he's uh, Vertical Rays is the sponsor of our uh, basketball awards that we instituted this year. He's very happy to have a sponsor for those awards, and we're going to do some football ones in the fall as well. So he's certainly doing a great job of helping uh, – 
Gave great exposure to high school athletes around Western Montana. Right. He did the Player of the Week Awards for AA football. He's putting together a scholarship program. He's making a point to personally donate to campaigns. He regularly buys shoes for kids in need. He's just really getting involved in the Missoula community. And I think that that's just pretty incredible. And I've really gotten to know Pete and love the relationship we formed. It's just a really cool way to do it. Uh, you know, you, you've bought the gift wrap, the chocolate bars, the, the gold cards, all that stuff. And it's all good. And it's always great to give back. This is just a way for your organization to reach way more people, especially outside of your area. You can go knock on your neighbor's door or whatever, but this is the way to send it to grandma or your aunt or, you know, your sister-in-law lives out of state or whatever, anybody that might support uh, your your kids' high school sports or any organization that Vertical Raises attached to. So appreciate them and uh, proud to be partners uh, with them. Uh, Chris, I prompted you with uh, talking just a little bit about Montana, Montana State women's hoops. Uh, no need for a deep dive. We can certainly do that a little later on this summer, but um, a whole bunch of overturn, but that's not nothing new for this sort of this state of affairs in, in college basketball. It's been weird to watch the big sky, because there's so many comings and goings. Part of that's circumstantial because of the extended eligibilities. Like, guys like Darian White and Cole Badbear wouldn't be going anywhere if it wasn't for the extended eligibility. They're just taking new opportunities because they have it. So, I don't know. It's just, it's just been weird to sort of uh, compartmentalize all of the comings and goings in the big sky. Well, I got a little fired up, Coulter, starting to look at rosters and take a look at this next year. And, you know, it's going to be different around the big sky. Obviously, some big coaching changes. Three big sky schools have new coaches. Weber State, Idaho, Sac State, and they're they're replacing um, coaches that have been there and have been embedded in programs. I mean, John Newley was there for 15 years at Idaho. I mean, that's a that's a really big change. But when I look at the programs, specifically the Montana schools, I think they bring back a foundation that's going to really allow them to compete for another Big Sky Conference championship. And Coach Binford has been there. We can't discredit her. She's been there every year. For sure. She was last year. For sure. Big shoes to fill, but you got to feel pretty good about having Caitlin Lamardo, Lexi Deaton, Taylor Jansen back on your roster. I mean, the thing that about Coach Bidford now been there going to be nineteen years, eighteen or nineteen years at Montana State. But regardless, this last ten, sometimes when you have a great group, then you have to prove that you can reload. Idaho State had this great group, mm-hmm. and they're still trying to prove that they could reload after that group graduated. Well, Montana State's had great groups three times in a row that have all then tasted great success hanging banners and stuff. So Trish Bidford has proven she can lose star-studded uh, rosters and then sort of rebuild and have a new group. And uh, so it'll be interesting to see how they transition, but that's sort of the, the phase that Montana State's in right now. I'm excited about Brooke Berry. I think she could do really great things. Building Skyview product. Yes. And I think I look at their roster and I, I see that there are gaps, but I think it's going to be really fun to see where those gaps fill. And then you look at Montana, you flip. They don't lose anybody. I mean, they have They don't to, lose anybody, and they add a whole bunch all at the same time. Right. They have to replace that explosiveness of Sammy Fatkin, but for the most part, they, re- they return every player. Um, and that'll be challenging to see where these new transfers fit in. Um, For but sure. you have to be able to pretty, feel pretty good if you're Brian Holsinger about your roster in year three. For sure. I mean, there's going if the uh, the transfers pay it out, they have ones with great pedigree, multiple Power Five transfers, uh, and then they add that to a roster that features Carmen G. Filler, who's at least one of the favorites to be the preseason MVP in the league, if not the favorite. Uh, somebody that's been an all-conference player multiple times at Montana, Gina Markson, who's been an all-conference player in the Big Sky, uh, not at Montana, but at Idaho previously, and uh, a lot of talent for the Lady Grizz. So I, I, I do think it's a huge year for Montana, though, this year. I do, but then I also take a look at which programs are going to be the impact teams, and wh- where do you look at – we've always talked about this on the show, Coulter – 
that the teams that have steady, steadfast point guards yep. are the ones that seem to step up when it counts. You look at a Portland State who has Esmeralda Morales. One of the best returning players in the league. Who had one of the most amazing games, hit six threes. I mean, it's just incredible in that game against Montana State that just kind of put everyone on their heels for sure. in the big sky. Um, you know, she they return everyone next year for Portland State. I also look at Eastern Washington, who returns everybody. And for I sure. just read, and I don't know if this is correct, but Jamie Loetta is back for another year. And that's a, what, a seventh year? <laughs> for sure. Know, sixth or seventh year. But if she is back... That Eastern I mean, she was team, a second-team All-League player, one of the best players in the league last year. Oh, my gosh. They have Jacinda Buckley, J.D. and Martin, Ali, uh, Ali Alexander, who's one of my favorite players. For sure. These are just sophomores and juniors. And they have a really impressive coach, too. I thought Jody Gleason really settled into her comfort zone, and uh, they were really, really tough in the tournament and made a run to the Final Four of the Big Sky Tournament last year. So you look at these teams that have those guards. I mean, NAU, we know Lori Payne's going to be in the mix. She loses a big chunk with Regan Skink. Um, Gaines, Leah Beattie, Grace Beasley. We'll see what happens sure. with the transfers there. This is um, what I'm talking right about there. with reloading, though, because Lori yes. Payne built the program around Regan Skank, and they became really competitive and then won the Big Sky regular season title last year. They have to prove that they can redo it now, though, because was, this was like the first class. Now can you redo it? Trisha Brentford has redone it several times. I know. That's why I get fired up, Coulter. I mean, we're going to have to talk about this each week. Because we, it's getting exciting. We certainly will. Thank you so much to Ryan and Miller, your Montana attorneys. Paul Ryan and Angie Miller dedicated to providing their clients with the best representation. They work as a team to provide one-of-a-kind legal services for each of their clients. Ryan and Miller work hard to ensure their clients get the compensation they deserve after being in a car accident. Consultations are free, so call 542-2233 to discuss your case with Ryan and Miller. Ryan and Miller, your Montana attorneys and proud to present... Our Where Are They Now series, co-hosted by Chris and Redpath, each week here on Nuanas Now. That was a great one. Thanks for setting that up. Thank you. Tell us uh, tell us next week. We have Oleana Squires. Which will be Montana very fun. Montana State product. I'm uh, so excited. I haven't, haven't heard from Oleana, but definitely have been following along. She's been playing overseas, and uh, she's certainly a... An, she had such a, a, an interesting career because she was a great player at Montana State, and then she didn't get to finish it how she deserved because the tournament got called off. So she doesn't get that, hey, NCAA tournament qualifier on her resume, but she totally deserves to have that. But she's continued to play basketball and uh, maximize her talents. So uh, we'll have that one for you next Tuesday. Is that right? Yes, next Tuesday. Next Tuesday. We'll see you then. We will be right back after this, though. Carolyn, she doesn't know sports, swinging by for some laughs. ESPN Radio. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.